Dungeoneers. Hi. Welcome to a... Pl- Start the episode with that, or I'm going to put that in as an outtake. I can't believe we haven't done that until now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right, here, here we go for real. Nobody, nobody talk this time. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, give me a minute. <sighs> okay, I'm good. I'm good. Hello, Dungeoneers. <laughs> oh my god I tried I tried as soon as I tried to continue okay I'm sorry okay for real for real <laughs> stop laughing I, I can't I'm sorry I can't I'm dying I'm, just, <laughs> I'm, okay. just, I'm gonna move away from the microphone I'm gonna be over here okay move away from the microphone until it's your turn okay <laughs> <sighs> Hello, Dungeoneers, and welcome to Applied Dungeoneering, the D&D 5e actual play podcast that forgot how to do intros. I'm Josh, the Dungeon Master, the boy who runs the game and who didn't think of an intro for today, so we're just going to kind of wing it. I'm joined, as always, by my friends and co-hosts, starting with Daniel over here. He is known as the Wrecker of Intros. <clears throat> well, Josh, it may be true that I am a wrecker of intros, but I know one person who is even better at wrecking intros, and that is the damage muscles Clemson with the revenge. <laughs> God, no. Oh, muscles Clemson has entered the building. You can't believe you did yourself. Uh, are, are you done, Daniel? Muscles Clampson is finished. So salty. Okay, cool. Oh, we also have Janelle here, and well, I guess, uh, I don't know, it's kind of a trade-off here, because uh, Janelle does, like, the bare minimum for her, her intro, so I don't know really which one I like better. Yeah, I mean, you got Muscles Clampson and the damage, and that's all that really needs to be said. Yeah, it's almost like you're not even here. Anyway, Nate is here, and at least his segments are mercifully short. Efficiency is priority. Cool. Joel's here as well. Uh, I, actually, I think Joel would do a great job of thinking of new intros for us. Yeah, yeah, Josh here. How about this one? What do you think of an intro where we all do the muscles clamps and thing, except for <laughs> Daniel? <laughs> ooh, ooh, I'm going to write that down. Hey, maybe next episode. All right. Ooh, that's that's good. Joel, actually, Joel, do you want to start typing that intro up for me? Uh, of course I can. Yeah, if, if, if it looks good, maybe I'll have you start next episode. Well, no, it would have to be me because Muscles Clampson can't start the episode. Yeah, uh, Joel, why don't you think of something really cool? Maybe we'll have uh, Daniel head the next episode. I got you, yeah. All right, well, then finally we have AJ, or as I like to call him, Segway J. Due to him being the boy to transition us to the game after we're done with the intro. Yeah, I just, I feel like 
after a morning period, we we can slowly move into the next next space. And and I feel like after this last bout with the mob and and the sulking that we had in the underground of of the depths in the wells, we we can finally move into the next phase and transition ourselves into a higher place and potentially a better world. Josh, back oh. to you. Oh, well, good segue. Terrible plot summary, but <clears throat> good segue. I appreciate that. They don't call me Plot J. <laughs> no, no one does call you that. <laughs> I don't Wonder think I've ever why. called you that. What's well, it's the segues? It's not for plot. Some of us call him Play J, though. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's awful. <laughs> I... <laughs> Uh, well, I call him Plug and Play J. No, <laughs> no, Daniel, bad. We're cutting that one out. No, we're not doing it. I, I veto. I get my one per episode. It's a veto. Well, Joel's not going to take it out anyway. So, yeah, I'm going to amplify it. <laughs> She's going to blast in the speakers. Well, anyway, how are you guys all doing this week? It's good to be here with you. Doing good. I'm doing better. Finals are, are next week. Uh, so re- prepping for that, but so far so good. That's good to hear. Oh, so does that mean that we'll get to hear the results of your finals next episode, AJ? Uh, probably not. <laughs> oh, okay. How about you, Nate? Uh, do your finals align with the the same time as AJ's, or do you have a bit? Don't have finals. Oh, really? Oh, that's right. I forgot you did tell us that a while back. It's really, yeah, it's really interesting approach. Personally, I think I'd prefer that more. Yeah, he's transcended the academic world. (laughs) Grad school Nate going in without finals. Talk about a transition. (laughs) Okay, well, I guess if Nate's not going to follow up on that, I guess I will use that as a transition. Efficiency is being being happened. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, we broke him. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody somebody turn off and and restart Nate. (laughs) Uh. Air 404. (laughs) (laughs) Nate not found. All right. Well, hopefully we can find Nate soon. But uh, for now, I guess we'll we'll just jump back into our game. So before we dive right in, I'm going to give us a quick recap. I tried to say it fast enough where you couldn't slip it in. (laughs) Sorry. um, That's how transitions work. Okay. Yeah. So after we dive in and get Daniel wet. Give me wet. Josh, you either keep going or it's going to keep happening. Before we dive in and get Daniel wet, I'm going to give a quick recap and then we're going to jump into the game. Let's go. Give me one, slip it in. (laughs) (laughs) No, cut that out. (laughs) No, cut that out. (laughs) Why would you say that? You know better. (laughs) All right. So. Last episode, you guys launched a daring plan to save Fergus from a mob of terrified townsfolk after they tried to drag him away under the suspicion of being a changeling, which was completely falsified. After throwing some potions asleep and conjuring an illusory cockatrice to attack the town guard, you were able to drag your teenage friend away and duck into one of the wells and you made your way into the Dwarven Ruins underground. Safe from danger for now, but 
more of a bandage on the wound because things are still going pretty bad topside. So I guess we'll, we'll jump right back into our scene. Our adventurers are underground below street level in the marble tunnels and rooms that kind of crisscross and make their way underneath the town of Brimpton. Uh, the normally dusty floors kind of become slippery and muddy with all the rainwater that has been pouring down and the cobwebs that are covering the murals and frescoes have all got wet and matted. So now they're like just these nasty kind of silky wet tapestries dotting the walls. And you guys are making your way through the tunnels towards the keep uh, with Fergus leading you under the impression that he knows approximately where the uh, area underneath the castle is. But we're really following Master. <laughs> we're just letting him think he's leading us. Exactly, yeah. Master the cat keeps uh, chirping and looking back and Fergus will be like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, that, that way. Th- this is it. I, I, I know where we're going, guys. Wow, good job, Fergus. You're you're doing such such a good job. So I do think Fergus has lit a torch because he is a human and cannot see in the dark. Uh, so he does have a torch with him. Mm. So Vez does not have to worry about it. I don't, I don't think Vez That's ever told too. Fergus that she was a changeling, so he still thinks she's an elf. But no. half elf. He doesn't. Yeah, does he know about half elves? I don't know. No, you don't know. Yeah, he he might not know about anything. All he knows about is magic and mathematics. Mathematic? I mean, in Hemeril, most magic is based off of mathematics. I don't think we've addressed that on the show, but angles of your fingers when you cast a spell, specific angles between runes when you uh, carve out a glyph, like, it's very heavily math-based. Yeah, Fio's got none of that. Euclidean bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Gunner. What, Fio? have to poo. Van, can't you hold it? We, uh, we are in a dice situation. I've just, when I get tired, I, like the last thing I do before I go to bed, and I gotta, I, I gotta, I'm tired. Okay, well, first of all, that's TMI, okay? Uh, second you of all. You should know, we, we lived in the same apartment back in, what was it? Okay, AJ, AJ, you literally spent a day together in Red Hollow. Stop Yeah, like a, a whole month. Break. Stop making it stop. I told you five times already. AJ, it's been 10 times I've told you. See, now who is exaggerating? It's been only nine. Yeah, you guys you guys literally did not live together. So don't, don't, <laughs> but don't we camped that. together for a while. You could. Yeah. I guess, I guess you could. <clears throat> no, we smoked meat, Josh. <laughs> um, well, Fio. I take a nice long drag from that juicy meat. In, in this situation, why don't you just... I I mean, honestly, is that, is that really what you're... Excuse me. <clears throat> really, is Theo, in this situation, is that really what you're worried about? Well, it's, it's... I just, like, when we get... I wish... When we get there, I just... Can we, like, make sure we're there for, like, five minutes? Uh, I mean... Do you I'm just worried have... we're just gonna move on, and it's just it's gonna take a while. Do, do you even have the, you know? Oh, the I do. Means? I got. I got it. Okay, well, the, the the means, like, you know, what you do in the, yeah. He's trying to ask you if you have toilet paper, Fia. 
Oh, oh yes, yeah, no, I found an extra book in the in the tavern. Oh, oh goodness, Theo. I thought you were asking if he had an anus. <laughs> Gunner, do you not know how to poo? I don't even know how to answer that in a dignified manner. That's okay. There's another book about that. I think maybe we just kind of let you go off over to the side, do your business since you can see in the dark, and then we'll just all hang out here. No, I'm, I'm, I get shy. Let's just keep moving to the to the building. Let's just, we'll just go there. Uh, Fergus looks back and he says, uh, well, um, you, you do know that we can't really just walk around the palace. Why not? You work there. You got, you guys are wanted criminals now. But so are you. Well, no, Gunner filled me in on everything. Like the guards are looking for you. I was, I was pulled away by a mob, not by the guardsmen. But like the the actual town guard are looking for you guys, so you you can't just walk around the castle. He has a point. I mean, like I figured, like we'd get there, and maybe you could like, I don't know, camp out in the dungeon or something. But like, you can't just come up to Lady Hecate's quarters and like talk to her or like go grab food. Like they'll they'll arrest you. Do they have like a like a union mandated? Like coffee break at like eleven thirty. Well, no, sadly we're we're not union. Oh, oh of course, but I I'm not surprised. But. Yeah, that well that won't that won't be invented for a few more hundred years. Oh, I, I get ahead of myself. And even sometimes. then, I think the hierarchy wouldn't allow it. You know, we're we're uh, we're not quite a capitalist state, so it's not really like it's something that would actually work. Hmm. So so no bathroom. Uh, well, it, we can find a bucket, I guess. Did it work? Theo, just go poo. No, I'm j- I get shy. I'm not- well, that's why you would go somewhere else. Nope, not gonna work. Okay. Uh, Master the cat stops walking and sits uh, sits down. You can't at be you. serious. Uh, wa- the water is uh, dribbling down the the walls as the the rain like leaks into the tunnels, and you're feeling an urge to pee more and more as it dribbles down. Master, you you. Uh, uh, Lady Hecate, come on, don't be, don't be rude. Uh, Master uh, flicks their tail coyly. This is, I want you to know that this book is like semi-damp, so it's not going to be great. I'm, I'm going to need a couple, he just storms off. Five, two, three, 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 three. Hmm. Gonna not to be weird, but like. Yeah, yeah, no, I, 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 I get it. I, I will, I'll follow the poo boy. <laughs> Gunner, get, get out of here! <clears throat> well, here, no, real quick, real quick before we do Gunner and uh, Theo. Um, now we, we don't have, have to do Gunner and Theo. I was gonna say now we have uh, Aegon, Vez, and Jasper. So you guys are alone. I don't know if you guys have anything to talk about. Jasper, do you even go to the bathroom? Nope. Mm, that must be nice. <laughs> Stellar dialogue from Nate. I love it. Efficiency. (laughs) Efficiency. (laughs) All right, so uh, Theo goes and he uh, squats to do his business down one of the side tunnels. And as he's sitting, can you give me a perception check? (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) This could go wrong in so many ways that aren't deadly. 
just, just chuck your very poop embarrassing. It is a nine. All right, and uh, Daniel, you said Gunner was nearby, right? Yeah. So uh, maybe maybe Gunner can make uh, a check as well. Oh, okay. That's I'm being a, nice. Uh, that's a twelve. Twelve. All right. So as a uh, Theo is squatting and pooping. <laughs> In addition to the the plops that you hear on the floor. God damn it. Gross. Uh, you hear a squeaking sound. Like sounds like a a rat coming closer and closer. But it's a little bit louder than a rat normally is. Oh, and you no. can hear heavier footsteps. It almost sounds like like the pit patter of a dog making its way through the tunnels. And and this is what Gunner hears? This is what Gunner hears. And then Theo, just as he's finishing up and uh, looking around to, to see if he can uh, cover it with something, uh, looks down the tunnel and he sees a pair of glowing red eyes staring at him. And then another pair and another Oh no. And they're all about like dog head height, but you can see the furred bodies as they creep closer and closer to you, squeaking and clamoring the whole time until you re- realize there is a swarm of dog sized rats making their way in your direction. Oh. Roll for initiative. Oh no. Great. <laughs> oh my god. Now, just for just for curiosity's sake, how far down the corridor are we? No, you know, you're you're pretty close. You're only about twenty feet away from Fio. He just went around a corner. Uh, I'm only twenty feet away from Fio, or the rest of the party is only. 20 the rest feet of the party is only twenty feet away from Fio. Okay, good. Yeah, you're you're like five feet away from Fio. So you're like on the other side of the wall. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So here, I will move you guys to the map, and I will reveal. Oh, man, there's so many rats. You're attracted to your poop? (laughs) Fresh. I mean, the encounter was going to happen anyway. Just, AJ, you gave me the perfect excuse to to do it. What's my nickname, Josh? Poop. (laughs) Poops McGee. That was dumb. Oh, Poops McGee. <laughs> I actually like that. That's. I'm gonna call you that now, AJ. I'm not a fan. <laughs> no, you're you're a poop. So when the AJ hits the fan, we all know what to, what to do. Do you know why? Scream and tear because it's a bloody mess. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, Josh, you get to call AJ's mom. Have fun with that. <laughs> really dark anyways <laughs> rat poop let's go all right so Theo is just finishing up and he sees these creatures and then they suddenly begin to charge at him so these dog-sized rats charge at you and as they get closer you get a, a better look at them and you can see they look horrendously diseased like, you know, giant rats aren't normal, even in this fantasy world. Like, they shouldn't be this big. But they're just covered in tumors, and their 
losing hair. Their eyes seem to be glowing. And so do their chests. Like they seem to be faintly glowing from inside as they charge at you. Is this a familiar glow? Maybe. <laughs> oh, no. So three of them run up to Theo and all pounce at him. Oh man. So let's let's see. The, they all have an ability called Pack Tactics. Where if they uh, have an ally next to the creature they're attacking, they have advantage. So they all have advantage to hit you, Theo. Well, so one I of don't them, approve. One of them lunges at you. And he gets a 15 to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. All right, and he try, starts scraping at your armor with his teeth and deals three piercing damage. Another one jumps at you, tries to go for your throat. That's going to be a 16 to hit. Yeah, that hits too. I mean, for five piercing damage. Oh, man. And the last one's going to go for you. That's going to be a 14 to hit. <laughs> That'll hit too. I'll be another four piercing damage as these giant rats just leap up at you and try to rip and tear your armor off of you. Well, are you even wearing armor? I forget. Did you ever change back? Or are you still wearing your farmer clothing? He's still wearing his farmer clothing. Okay, there we go. Wait. No, he doesn't uh, wear armor anyway, does he? Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. It's a null well, point. not. I'm not wearing a mechanical armor, but like he normally wears like leather gauntlets and like like yeah, a nice... fireproofing material. Yeah. Okay. Because so, everybody else got their stuff back on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. So after they uh, go all out on you, four more rats charge forward from deeper in the tunnel, and they dash so that they all group up behind the other rats. And Theo, you hear more squeaking, and you see three more rats come around another corner, and they begin to rush towards you as well. So there are now a total of 10 dog-sized, diseased, tumor-laden rats with glowing eyes and glowing chests all charging at you. Oh my god. Just squeaking up a storm as they charge towards you. But as they get closer, their squeaks begin to turn into horrifying roars and now it's gunner's turn so gunner you just out of, like you hear Theo scream oh, and, then, and, you, and then you see these giant rats begin to pile around the corner as they swarm around your friend mm. gunner well, I have a problem uh, uh, Theo I really didn't want to uh, do this right now, but I guess we don't have a choice. Um, so Gunner is going to pull out a short sword, and he is going to dash forward in order to uh, help plug the hole, so to speak. Well, okay, plug when you say the- dash, you don't actually have to take the dash action. No, well, that yeah, that was you're just being you're just being fancy with your words. Yeah. Gunner, Gunner, Gunner is not actually dashing. In he's going to sprint. Darting he's forward. only. Well, it, <laughs> he's going quick, to quickly make his way to Fio's side. And he's going to pull out uh, one of his short swords. And then he is going to, as he pulls it out, it clangs against one of his other uh, swords. And it, it makes kind of a a harmonic resonant sound 
And with that, it, he actually cast the spell Mirror Image on himself. Oh, wow. That's uh, also flavor text for Gunner being able to cast spells using swords. Mirror Image is a second level spell. It I target myself, because you can only target yourself. So Mirror Image says, uh, three illusory duplicates of yourself appear in your space. Until the spell ends, the duplicates move with you and mimic your actions, shifting position so it's impossible to track which image is real. You can use your action to, to dismiss the illusory du- duplicates. Each time a creature targets you with an attack during the spell's duration, roll a d20 to determine whether the attack instead targets one of your duplicates. If you have three duplicates, you yada yada yada, basically targeting duplicates. They have AC equal to 10 plus my dexterity modifier. If an attack hits a duplicate, it's destroyed. Uh, and a duplicate can be destroyed only by an attack that hits it. Uh, and it ignores all other damage and effects. The spell ends when all three duplicates are destroyed. So, I guess now, well, basically, there, there are four gunners now d- dodging around these rats. Yes. And, um, yeah, I think that is Gunner's turn. All right. On to Vez. Just down the hallway and around the corner, you hear these sounds and you hear Gunner cast a spell and Fio scream so hard he poops himself again. Oh my god. <laughs> no. What are you going to do? She's going to sigh inwardly. Um, <laughs> this is not the time for this, boys. Guys, somebody stay back and guard the child. I'm going to go help the I, idiots. I, I can cast spells. Yes, but can you take any sort of attack, or will you die? Yeah, that's what I thought. So stay back, and if you can cast from afar, and they show themselves, do that. And she runs with her staff in hand. And I, I, feel, I feel called out. <laughs> <laughs> and some, since they're kind of blocking her ability to get to the nasties. You can hit one. Oh, yeah, you're right. If I go in between or right behind Fio next to Gunner and she'll start swinging. Staff in two hands. Rat gets the stick to the face. Is the hook. Maybe. Mm, That is 12. (laughs) Well, believe it or not, that will match its AC. Yay. So yeah, you swing at the the rat and you bring your stick down on its head. Give me that damage. Ooh. Well, we're going to roll max damage, so that'll be 11. Nice. All right, so you swing and you hit that rat so hard in its head that you just drain it right there. (laughs) And it lets out one final, like, pain squeak. And then the glow in its chest gets brighter, (laughs) and it explodes in a small burst of fire that only affects Janelle. Oh, okay. Oh, Oh, okay. Interesting. Since you hit it with a melee attack. So give me a dexterity saving throw. It's like a claymore. Oh, that's a... That is a 21. Okay, you take no fire damage. You step out of the way of the explosive blast. She was ready. (laughs) She's also very dexterous, so... Okay, and then... Let's see. Mm, Now I'm trying to remember. Okay, and then she's gonna... Well, can she hit the one through Fio? Can she even hit anything, actually? You have reach. 
Not with my stick. So no, I don't think she can. With my special arms, I do, but not. I you can't get those right now. You have left over. You can. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, you can occupy the space of the dead rat that just blew up on you. Yeah, she'll just step over top of the dead rat and just go with the next rat, I guess. Okay. Uh, that's fifteen. That will hit as well. So you come around, you swing your stick again. And that's six damage. Okay, that is not quite enough to kill this this rat, but you do uh, take out a good chunk of its uh, of its like left shoulder. You smack so hard, you feel a cra- you hear a crack and a snap, and it stumbles down. Um, but so far, it's it's still it's still kicking. And thoroughly pissed. Okay, let's go. That'll be her turn then. All right, Jasper, it is your turn. Move up twenty. Firebolt the farthest one away. All right, you're gonna you're gonna target the farthest one away that you can. You said. Yep. Okay, so it is gonna have a plus two to its AC because you are firing can through you... a bunch of other creatures. I crit it. Holy crap! You crit it? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so Nate. Nice Get him. Man, Nate doesn't play around, man. Eleven damage. All right, so yeah, Jasper fires off this bolt and it hits the rat and, and you can't tell where the explosion from his firebolt ends and where the rat exploding from inside ends. Oh God. Or begins, <laughs> it just pow, disappears into a fireball. Oh man. Tactical running away and my turn. <laughs> Jasper runs, turns and just runs. Oh, that's a good idea. Just pops in and pops out. Very All right, Theo, it is your turn. You're pulling up your pants and grabbing your axe. <laughs> uh, that's good. And you're all um, in pants. Oh, God. Very good. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, I think Tuo would probably, hearing all this commotion, would run up real quick behind Fio, trying to see what's going on and, and see all the commotion and just start growling. But Fio will hold his hand back and say, Tuo, uh, Veda, Veda, and try to usher him back. So he'll step back one uh, from him to the west. And then Fio is going to actually... Um, hold up his axe with both of his hands and uh, sort of in a swinging motion swing at these these rats but instead he's gonna be as, as angry as he can even though he can't technically rage and his his arms will start glowing and he is just using all of his emotions of being scared because he hates being surprised on the toilet and he hates being bitten by rats and he hates that his friends are in danger and he is going to cast burning hands yeah so burning hands, not not produce flame, right? No, not produce <laughs> flame. It's, it's actually burning hands this time. Okay, so uh, so read that off real quick. Okay, give me a second. So burning hands, uh, first level spell. Uh, as you hold your hands with thumbs touching and, and fingers spread, uh, a thin sheet of flame shoots from your outstretched fingertips, and therefore each creature in a 15-foot cone must make a dex saving throw, or dexterity saving throw. And if they fail it, they take a full 3d6 of fire damage, or half if they if they don't. All right, so you're going to channel your inner uh, fire genasi power 
and you're just gonna use your innate power to send out this cone of fire and you'll be able to hit three of these rats with it. Awesome. He's just gonna be hanging out. Don't hurt my friends! And the DC on that is 13. Let's see. Well, uh, I rolled pretty good, actually. I rolled... These are all really high rolls. It is a 14, a 16, and a 20. Ah, crap. Well, they still take half damage. They'll all take half damage, yeah. He's not used to casting spells yet, so, you know, it's it's kind of a hit or miss kind of thing. Yeah, his wind-up was long enough that they, they knew when to dodge. <laughs> right. It's like, it's like a reverse Dark Souls encounter. That'll be 12 damage and then halved, right? God, so that is almost enough to kill the three rats that you blasted. Oh my gosh. So they are all rolling in the water and muck trying to put out the flames. And now it's burned off some of their fur. Um, amidst their burns, you can see that their veins are all black as they t- like twist and turn through the body and undulate as the rats shriek and attack you. Oh, jeez. Well... That's that's my turn for now. I don't really have anything else I can do, and he's just going to kind of stand there as a shield, best he can. All right, Aegon. All right, Aegon, hearing the commotion, will kind of push past Jasper and move up to the rest of the group. Uh, and he, seeing the gravity of the situation, will also be casting one of his new spells. Aegon oh. is going to cast Flaming Sphere about uh, 15 feet in front of them. Uh, So Flaming Sphere uh, creates a five-foot diameter sphere of fire in an unoccupied space of my choice within range and lasts for uh, one minute. And any creature that ends its turn within five feet of the sphere must make a dexterity saving throw. They take 2d6 fire damage on a failed save and half as much on a successful one. And as a bonus action, I can move the sphere up to 30 feet and if I ram it into a creature, the creature must make the saving throw against the sphere's damage, and the sphere will stop moving. Uh, nice. As well, it, it will ignite flammable objects that are not being worn or carried. And it sheds bright light in 20-foot radius and dim light in an additional 20 feet. Okay, so Aegon comes around the corner and just conjures up this 5-foot-wide sphere of raging fire that illuminates the tunnel, and the water on the ground begins to turn to steam from this this fiery assault. Yeah. And as a bonus action, he will pull the sphere back towards him into the rat that's immediately uh, behind it, I guess. Okay, so you're going to pull it towards the rat. It'll make a dexterity saving throw. That is a 20. Yeah, it uh, succeeds, but it will take half damage. Uh, that's half of seven, so... Uh... Uh, wait, round up or down? I always forget. <laughs> round down. Okay, yeah, uh, three. Three damage. All right, so you pull the sphere back towards you, and you incinerate the rat from behind, and it pops like a fiery grape. <laughs> Wonderful. Oh, <man>. man. <laughs> uh, and, oh boy. Uh, it's, it stays in its spot, actually. Oh, even if you try to move yeah, it? Yeah, because you pull it into the thing, but it can't go into the space. Oh, okay, cool. I believe that's how it works anyway. That's how I read it. Uh, and with his last bit of movement, Aegon will step back around the corner to shield Fergus. Okay. So it is Fergus's turn, um, but he, he's looking at Jasper and he's like, 
He's sulking. He's like, you know, I could, I could help. You know, I know a lot of fire magic. And then Gunner comes around the corner, and he's like, how, how, how are things going out there, Aegon? Uh, th- th- things going good? You guys have it under control? No, no need for a, a pyromancer of any kind. No, no other spells you need casting. Oh, yes, Fergus. My my fire magic is plenty enough. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, and uh, he guy. he he looks really upset. Yeah, he's just gonna stand back there with Jasper and Aegon. So then these giant rats are gonna go. Um, the one directly in front of Vez is going to leap up at her and try to snap at her with its sharp teeth. And it has advantage because its ally is also next to you. So its ally is kind of tripping you up as it goes for you. And that's gonna be a 15 to hit. Matches, yeah. All right, that is going to be three piercing damage to you. Okay. As it snaps and like saliva's flying everywhere as its incisors almost uh, tear a chunk out of your arm. And then the one in front of Theo is also going to attack him. It's going to jump up at him with advantage. And that's going to be a 17 to hit. Yep, that'll hit. That's going to be max damage. That's going to be six piercing damage. Oh my gosh. Boy, you may need to back up. (laughs) Are you telling me? Yeah, Theo Theo is covered in blood now as he's stumbling backwards (laughs) as these things. Like, they're they're getting little nicks and bites on you, uh, and they've kind of gotten through a lot of your clothing and armor at this point. Death by a thousand cuts, I guess. Be your second pair of peasant clothing that you've destroyed. (laughs) (laughs) Say, you don't want to die in your own feces. Oh, no. no. You're standing right there. I wanted to say he was covered in blood and poop, but that sounds a little too much. (laughs) Um, But no, then the rest of the giant rats all come around the corner and funnel their way into this tunnel toward you guys, trying to crawl and bite to uh, get past each other in a murderous frenzy. And they end their turn surrounding Joel's sphere. Yeah, they're Mm -hmm. stupid. Stupid rats. (laughs) Dummy stupid rats. Well, they can make the saving throw then. Yep, I will do that. Yeah, like I said, they, they do not look like they have any sort of sense of self uh, preservation. So there are five rats huddled around the sphere. Save DC is just looking for warmth. Save DC is 14. 14. Okay, well, I got a 16, an 11, a 17, a 15, and another 15. Okay, so one will take full damage. The rest will take damage. I love these new dice I bought. They're all doing so good. I don't like them. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so full damage would be 11, and half damage would be 5. All right, well, the only rat that survives is the one furthest in the back because the other four rats around the sphere... Oh, sorry, no, never mind. Yeah, only one took full damage, right? Yep, sorry, I was meeting them. So do two die then? One of of them dies. I'm out of my element. Man, the one that took full damage is the one that was already hit. Weak. (laughs) okay so the rats try to like pull around your flaming sphere and Aegon focuses and the sphere flares and uh, immediately fries one of the rats and it explodes in a small fiery burst Um, and then the other rats all get singed and they're all rolling around and screaming and shrieking 
but they're still going after you. So, Gunner, it is your turn. Uh, so, Gunner is going to dip into his uh, bounty hunter training, and he's going to do a cool thing. So, uh, Gunner. Oh, Gunner's is, never done that before. I know. <laughs> th- th- this turn is going to be very un Gunner like. So, Gunner is going to pull a dagger out of his uh, pack, and he is going to. That's so cool. Throw it at the rat in front of Fio. Well, this is cool. So, it gets its plus two bonus to AC because you're trying to fire through Fio. Okay, so that. Is same bonus my other thing. That's a seventeen. That will hit. Okay, so that is five damage. All right, so you hit the the rat in the side with the dagger, and it just explodes like a burst of fire from that wound, but it doesn't hit Theo, who is immediately next to it. Yay. Okay, and then Gunner is going to move past Theo going to move right here. Now, does everything in that space get hurt If by he yourself? ends his turn there, he will. If, if, okay. I, if I end my turn there, I will. Um, but, so then Gunner will... I imagine Gunner does like a front somersault, throws <laughs> the dagger, kills that rat. He's going to strike at uh, one of the rat's adjacent to the flaming sphere. I think the one just directly north of it would be fine. Okay, so Gunner's going to have to move next to the flaming sphere to get it. Yes. Okay. Okay, and that's going to be a 12? That will match its AC. (sighs) Okay. I was going to say, this was going to mess up my whole thing if this didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so when Gunner does that, he does a, a front somersault throws the dagger, kills the rat, does a dive roll, and then comes out with his short sword and does a blade flourish. So he's Ooh. going to use one of his bardic inspirations and he's going to activate his slashing flourish. So, and it'll be interesting to see how this plays out, but uh, you can expend one use of your bardic inspiration to cause the weapon to deal extra damage to the target you hit and to any other creature of your choice that you can see within five feet of you. Damage equals the number you roll on your bionic inspiration die. So the one rat takes uh, at least seven damage. Okay, well, it dies and explodes in your direction, so give me a dexterity saving throw. Okay, that ends up being a 23. Okay, you completely dodge the fire. And then, uh, like any cool anime move, it's like, it goes dark for a second. And then everyone looks back and is like, Whoa! and there's like a million cuts. And he also <laughs> deals uh, four damage to these other two rats. Okay, so to the other two immediately next to you. Yes. Uh, how much damage did you say? Four? Four. Okay. They both die and give me two more dexterity saving throws Okay. as they explode. Now, is it killing them with a melee attack or dealing damage to them within melee range? Well, melee attack. Okay, because I technically didn't hit them with a melee attack. <laughs> I know I'm being a bit of a lawyer here. No, but... no, that's that's fair. Okay, so yeah, you are you do that cool anime move 
where you slash past them and you stab the one that explodes on you. But then when you turn around, there's a delay and the other two explode behind you after you've gotten away from them. This is so cool. <laughs> and, and, and then Gunnar turns around and he's like, but what happened? I blacked out. <laughs> okay. He was and just then, like in awe, his jaw I, is down. Yeah, I was, I was like, Vez is like, what? Because <laughs> there's this there's this gunner in front of Theo, just ten feet, with this giant, basically small sun behind him, backlighting him as he anime style kills those three rats. <laughs> and he's just like, Gunner, um, my hero. <laughs> okay, so then I moved five. So and then I go. Um, <clears throat> you have ten feet of movement left. So if you want to back away from the flaming sphere. I have 45 movement speed. Total. Never mind. Yeah, you're because you're a quick boy. Yeah, let's say I I have 35 feet, 30 for being a shifter, 5 for the boots, and then 10 for my ability for whenever I attack. Okay, I so get never an mind. Additional you, have, 10 you have plenty of movement to get back behind Theo. So yeah, Gunner just front somersault, kills a rat with throwing a dagger. Then he kills a bunch of them with my thing, and then pops up back behind Theo. Hi, Theo. Uh, uh, hey, Oh, jeez. Okay, that's his turn. Look who decided to show up today as she runs forward to kill the other rats. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, real quick, Daniel, your mirror image is only for attacks against you, right? So, like, none of those, that explosion didn't didn't take out your images? If it would have hit me, it the rules aren't clear, but I would imagine if I got hit with an area effect ability, then they would all be gone. If okay. I got hit with one. Okay. So like just, just if Theo hit me Yeah, like I would imagine if Theo would have accidentally hit me with burning hands, then all of my duplicates would be gone. Okay. Okay, just wanted to check. Alright, back to you, Janelle. Okay, so her first attack with her two handed staff will be on the rat right in front of her, and that is going to be twenty one to hit. That will hit. And I'm liking my dice today, too, because that was super overkill, but that'll be 11 again. <laughs> nice. Oh, my God. So you bring your staff down on its back, and it explodes upwards at you. Give me a dexterity saving throw. 17. Okay, you duck away from the fire. She's ready now. And then her second attack, that is not quite as cool, but still pretty cool. <laughs> She just like punching rats in the face. That would be kind of funny. But... <laughs> yeah, this last one, she just punches it in the face and it goes, Oh, why'd you have to do that? <laughs> <laughs> that that is not cool. Yeah, c- c- come on, guys. <laughs> Sir, Squ- Sir Squeakums is a good friend of mine. Sir Squeakums is dead. That was 13. <laughs> oh, my fucking <laughs> well, we'll see actually how much damage she does. That was yeah. 13. <laughs> 13 will hit. Um, that is five total damage. Is that enough? That's enough to break its nose and it explodes in your direction. Give me a dexterity saving throw. That was a 19 on the die. Okay, you're, you're good. And she will back herself away from the fire sphere. <laughs> All right, so you guys... All right, so Vez kills that last rat, and she ducks back. You guys are all huddled in position. You're ready. You're waiting to see if anything else comes around the corner, but it's all silent now. Fantastic. Uh, I, th- I think we're good. Whew. Huh. 
Well, I'm, I'm, I feel pooped after. Oh, sorry. I, I feel tired <laughs> after that encounter. Too soon, Connor. Too soon. <laughs> uh, Fio just turns back. Uh, now him sunlit by this fear, unless Aegon's dropped it by now. And uh, he just puts his big meaty hand onto Gunner's shoulder and says, Gunner, I knew I could count on you. Good job. Wait, what, what did I do? Do it the rats. And you, 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 there's like three of them. And then it's like, you know, when we would like cut ribs, we would just like do one big strip. It was like that, except less, you know, it was more explody, less, less ribs. Yeah, you know what also would have been really cool? More burning hands, like more cone fire to like kill them <laughs> so they couldn't get close to you. That that would have been really cool. And I think I really could have been useful in, in that certain um, particular circumstance. We need a cheerleader, don't worry. <laughs> Fer- think- Fergus looks devastated now. <laughs> I mean, he yeah. Just, he stops talking like, mid-sentence and like starts to sulk again Damn, but Nate. two two crits in a row but <laughs> where's that neosporin yeah. <laughs> he's a pyromancer i don't think so because that's one hell of a burn yeah well, he pulls out his uh, generic brand triple antibiotic and starts to <laughs> rub it rub it gunner scoffs like get that away from me hey gunner it's just as effective as tells me Gunner gets a bit, he grabs Fio's like collar and he's like no Fio you listen to me there is nothing as good shut up there is nothing as effective at reducing the swelling and pain of burns as Neosporin find it at your local market not that's not that's also not true but anyways disclaimer <laughs> Gunner, careful! My 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 overalls are like barely hanging on. Okay. If it's like shields her eyes. <laughs> no, there goes the butt flap. <laughs> oh, oh my! <laughs> is your is your flaming sphere still up? Because she's gonna try to like cook some of the rat. No, it only lasts for a minute. Oh. Viz, oh. I wouldn't cut into the, the, the. Those look really gross. No, oh, she's yeah, so trying they... to get it off her staff. Oh, okay. <laughs> kind of like scrape it off. Yeah. I was thinking rat on a stick or something. No. Oh, and, and my my mirror image only lasts for a minute too. So if a minute passed, then yeah. So it's been about a minute. So the mirror images disappear, and the flaming sphere disappears. Man, those rats were so big. I mean, it's unusual, right? It, I'm pretty sure their they size. were. I think they were patient zero for the experiments, Fio. Well, that makes sense. Because just... they also glowed and blew up when dead. Yeah, so you can see the the dead rats now piled in this hallway. And uh, yeah, when they blew up, it looks like they blew up from inside. Like kind of like there was a cavity in their chest that just blew outward. And you can see like these thin metal fibers woven through their chests and what probably seems to be the rest of their body as well. Uh, But they are covered in like cancerous tumors and like the stretches you can see on some of their bare patches of skin it seems like they grew to this size within a matter of days or weeks. Oh, boy. Maybe I should specify weeks. Yeah. yeah. Puberty's hard, man. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, that, that was quite quite the treat. Um, okay, so uh, Fergus, how how far are we from the uh, the castle now? Oh, I, I I don't know. We're probably pretty close. I mean, I'm I feel like I I could could have been useful, but I think you guys you guys know where you're going, obviously. So Fergus, if you are going to be a child, then we can take you back home, and they can hang you from a tree, or you can <laughs> shut up and be helpful. Jeez. No, no, well, it's okay. You guys, you guys can go on ahead. I'll take care of myself. She walks up to him, grabs him by the ear, and then drags <laughs> him with her as they head back towards where hey, Master what, what, the Cat what's is. What's the big deal? Ow, ow! What do you mean? Just leave him behind and let the rats find him. Oh, we're no, going. we need him. <laughs> She's not having any of it right now. She's her, her, whatever. <laughs> I guess mom instincts or something are coming out, and she just, we're going. hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, share it and our other episodes with your friends, family, and co-workers. Your boss, if you're daring. Visit our website to find your copy of a D&D Quick Starter Guide, and feel free to join our growing community on the various social media platforms in the description. There, we discuss episodes, Dungeons & Dragons, and STEM topics that we all love. Thanks again for listening. We can't wait to see you here at Applied Dungeoneering. Some of the background music in this episode is from Monument Studios. Check out their other music at monumentstudios.net. The song Weirder Things 2 is from Tabletop Audio at tabletopaudio.com. Licensed under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0. creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by dash nc dash nd slash 4.0.